Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cups are about the ego anyway. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, the 26th of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Some really lovely gravel there in the voice from Pete Donaldson. Well, do you know, I use a microphone properly. Look, Moe's a little bit further back. He sounds a little, he makes it sound a bit more echoey, but me and Kate, we're professionals, mate. We're it's, professionals. It's, listen, it's freestyle. It's jazz. <laughs> it's jazz casting, not podcasting. You used to do your talk spot show from talk spot two and just shut down the corridor. <laughs> yeah. Luke's in one of those moods that makes me think he's got something. Well, no, what happened? Bland. No, do you know what it is, actually, yeah. Kate, is that. I was fully prepared today mm. for you to be on the floor upset about yesterday. Mm. Mm. And so I prepared myself mentally for that. And when you turned up, you're actually okay. Mm. It's, it's sent me all a, all a quiver. Yeah. Well, I went to boarding school, so I've learned to control my emotions. Yeah, keep them in. <laughs> Bottle them up. Do ne- never let them out. And lights out at 10. Because <laughs> yeah, if people see your weakness, then they, they, they crush it. you right. and yeah. beat you with a chair. Oh, no. not nice, is it? It's like a uh, full metal jacket. It's like playing under Jose Mourinho. <laughs> uh, yes, because uh, we are not here to celebrate the glorious victory, 100% winning record of Ryan Mason no. against master of football tactics, Pep Guardiola, and sometime murderer, <laughs> who knows. Um, we are here to celebrate Manchester City winning their fourth consecutive League Cup. And you know what? What could be more of a joyful tale than that? Yeah. I mean, I was, I for one was bowled over even still now by the statistics of Pep Guardiola's final, <laughs> re- finals record as it was laid on the screen in front of me. Yeah. yeah. It was astonishing and mm. it still is astonishing. And because he is the type of character he is, it's, I know it sounds absolutely mad because obviously everyone knows how great he is. It's quite easy to forget how, how consistent he's been in finals, particularly when set against the context of maybe the Champions League when we talk about, oh, sometimes he overthinks things. And yes, everything. yes. Well, I'd love to see him if he's not overthinking things because he's only <laughs> lost one final ever and that was against Mourinho's Real Madrid ages ago. It was incredible. And, and really, Pete, it was a massively dominant... Um, a performance from City overall, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was a little. I just felt like Spurs were just playing like it was after the Lord Mayor Shaw. There was just so much crap that happened last week. It was not even the Lord Mayor Shaw. The <laughs> That's monster, frustrating for them. It was that af- means you normally won something. <laughs> yeah, it, it was after the monster mash. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the European clubs were working down in the lab and something terrible. <laughs> they smashed up the lab. Everything's just a quiver. Everything's a mess. There's test tubes everywhere. Yeah. And Spurs. That, that's exactly how they're playing. And, and I think there's a, there were a lot of. Uh, matches over the weekend that just looked like the, the the noise had ended everyone was a bit tired everyone was just a bit sick of football uh, and, and and that's what Spurs kind of um, turned up but great to see a decent amount of fans in the, in the ground yes, it made such great. a difference I know, I know we've had that before quite recently but yeah. it was really nice to sort of hear some actual fans at a final Good. Uh, Enjoyed it. Only 7,000 of them, but it mm. felt like a 8, million. 8,000? Oh, yeah. Seven, uh, why have you discounted the 1,000? Oh, what? 1,000 uh, didn't turn up? That's a bit lacklustre. Uh, well, official attendance apparently was 7,773. All right. But you do what you would round that up to 8,000. You? You, you have done. <laughs> well done, you. The um, thing you don't get on the fake crowd noise is the whistling. And I've right. always found that quite annoying. You know, they're like, a bit before that, I won't attempt to do it. Can I have you do that? No, really no, no. Is, yeah. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll skip past that. But yeah, um, yeah the, I always didn't really like it. You know how people mm. do it after like 30 minutes to ask for half time if yeah. like Spurs, you're defending for your lives. Mm. Um, 
but I actually found it quite nostalgic and, and delightful to hear that. <laughs> I, I've, I found about half an hour in seeing Hugo Lloris taking a long time over a goal kick, <laughs> finding the game very reminiscent of like a third round FA Cup game when no. Man City are playing like Stevenage Borough with respect to Stevenage Borough and they're just no. trying to dig in. Yeah, It was, it well, was yeah, very, okay. very difficult for, for Spurs the entire game. Um, but I mean, they they showed a bit more in the second half, to be fair. But my goodness me! Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I've obviously got. But if you're going to say that Spurs were terrible, I'm gonna I'm gonna take issue with that. Okay. They, what are, what are, they were walking wounded. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, Harry Kane playing as deep as he possibly could fathom, uh, but just had no energy to sort of get the, the pitch. Into I don't. The know, I don't understand what happened with <laughs> Harry Kane or indeed with Hyungmin Son. The two of them, it didn't seem. We didn't seem to be able to. Spurs didn't seem to be mm. able to make. You're not Sky now. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, with your big Gareth Bale poster. <laughs> yeah. He watched the game with me. Oh. He provided little or no. He, he watched the game from the pitch for part of it. <laughs> yeah, that was. A bit of a shame. Uh, so look, they didn't. We didn't seem to be able to make a connection from from defence to attack. But mm. I was actually quite heartened and impressed, though I obviously felt sick the entire time throughout the first forty five minutes. By the way that Spurs managed to defend, mm. uh, by the performance of Toby Alderweireld, by some of those last ditch blocks. Of course, what you don't want to be seeing is your team making those kind of <laughs> last ditch blocks constantly, or Hugo Lloris having the game of his life. But I actually found that to show and. I always feel cautious making these kind of statements about a team that you're obviously that you're so emotionally invested in mm. and also one where the narrative is so clear. Jose Mourinho was sacked. Ryan Mason's come in. He's a guy who's, you know, young and enthusiastic and he's living his dream right now. And you, you felt lighter. I felt as a fan lighter and as though there's right. more of a sense of team identity yeah. from that performance than from anything I've seen in recent weeks. Now, that could just be me projecting onto it because of mm. what we know from behind the scenes. But I did feel as though that was a team that was fighting and was dying for each other but, in a way that they would not have felt confident to do. I don't think they would have. I think City would have won that. Four, they could have had four or five goals in the in the first half. Well, if Hart was playing, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, probably I, would have done. To be quite frank, but I, I would say that with, with with Mason, do you not think that he <laughs> he probably really you I you do you not think that do you not think that he um, if it was Jose Mourinho in the dugout he would have brought Kane off and would have had felt like felt well that's that the question, he had the, of course yeah had the authority to do. So. And, well, I and think he should have started bail anyway, but I don't think he would have mm. done that. No, no, I don't think he would have I done mean, either, you're right. Substitutions were curious, mm. agreed, especially as Gilles Celso was just getting into it when they took him off. And has anyone seen Tony Ndombele? I hope he's like secretly really injured, because otherwise <laughs> there is absolutely no... Yeah, he was on the bench, but unused, that. right? And yeah. I thought that was a really strange move to not really play strange. him to start with, but... Because I mean, Harry Winks doesn't play an awful lot of football, and, yeah. it's a and he big was actually ask. terrible. When I saw him in the starting mm. lineup, I was like, "Fucking hell, here yeah. we go!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what, what you said earlier is, is really interesting. I think it's absolutely valid. Of course, you know, there's, there's, there is, there is a, completely an understanding from a fan's point of view that you know, there's lots of reasons why perhaps you wouldn't like a manager. It isn't necessarily just because he doesn't win games or because they're not doing as well as you hoped. Yeah, you know, that's we've seen what Mourinho does to teams, and it just happens much quicker these days. Mm. He does make it a difficult place for players to to to, to perform under scrutiny and under pressure he does make it difficult for fans to like him these days because um, he throws players under the bus and he makes stupid excuses and says stupid shit and I think fans will be happy to forgive him of that because normally you get a few trophies on the about and you can salve yourself by saying well yeah we won this and we won that I mean I probably don't miss him that much but um, at least we won trophies and he didn't get that with him so of course there's Around the camp, I'm sure there was a much better mood and fans felt a lot more positive. But that's a separate thing. But players is what I was really talking about. Sure. I, what I'm trying that's to say a is thing I felt lighter, so I'm just checking. Yeah, but they got bossed yesterday. They got completely bossed. Yes, but this is the, one of the best teams in the world right now. And I'm not making the claim that Spurs is one of the best teams in the world. No. I thought it was incredibly impressive that we got to half time without conceding. Yeah, they, mm. you're right, and you're right to say that they battled really hard they for each other. Pushed, they yeah. tore into Spurs. But we have seen, but we have seen those kind of games. If, if if something is just slightly different, maybe just even a bit of luck. Like if Sterling lifts that ball rather well, than if a bit it. of luck, we could have fucking won. Well, maybe yeah. <laughs> a little bit more luck. It's well, just, come on, yeah. it's one nil. You know, it's yeah. anyone's game. But I mean, do you not think that Jose Mourinho, being the sort of manager, he can? game out games he can he, he would probably give uh, have given uh, the, the Manchester City a little bit more can he still trouble now? sort of thing well, I, it requires I, the players to be able to feel confident enough and to, to do and it to buy they into it right? they did not they're not making those blocks under Mourinho they're too scared that they're mm. making making a mistake with his plan I, ju- yeah. I just think the timing's a bit strange uh, for Levy I think that's Levy's flex that didn't pay off in this flex. particular uh, yeah, what, I, you I, think I, with Jose Mourinho they won that final that. 
Uh, no, but I think they probably would have had a better XG than 0. 0.003 or something yeah, I like can't that. Exp- I can't explain the attacking thing. I guess it's Ndombele <laughs> not playing, maybe. Well, I think maybe he thought if the be- our best chance of winning this final yeah. is by getting rid of this toxicity, mm. giving everyone a little lift. Toxicity! Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and, exactly. And, but obviously that's not going to take you too far against a team that Man City, as, as Kate's alluded to, are just so good. Mm. And I just so thought, I, I thought Phil Foden was just so, oh, so mate. good. He was absolutely terrifying. And I hope he can maintain that form um, going into the summer because that would be absolutely massive for, for England uh, and, and it's exciting really exciting um, and then when you think that like you think that like City bring on like Rodri and Silva and Aguero doesn't even play no they, they, they were they were totally dominant I thought Spurs you're absolutely right Kate to point out Spurs stuck in there they battled really hard uh, and they, they showed a lot more in the second half right yeah. but it was really important it was really difficult for them to translate that into any kind of meaningful impact on the game I think Stefan only made one save and he almost hashed it actually sort of yeah he did so you never know it's you a see? cup final anything can happen <laughs> the, the but, most gutting thing for me is that Carabao don't seem to want to decide what fucking colour of green they're going to go for yeah. there's like 15 different greens in their in their vinyl coverings of Wembley I'm not having it Are you, decide you, um... on one Pantone colour yeah. and just use it you can't even buy it anywhere. Are you a Carabao consumer? Yeah. No, we can't see it. I can't was wondering, has anyone ever drunk Carabao? If anyone's going Pete's the most Carabao of all the post <laughs> Ramble, for sure. <laughs> what's, your, what's your energy drink of choice then? I don't really drink a lot of energy drinks. No, I don't drink, drink a lot of energy drinks. I'm stereotyping you there. Yeah. You just As a gamer. You think I just sit at home and oh, eat, it a gaming eat, thing? Eat, eat Doritos and drink Monster Energy drinks. Well, you know, because they want to stay up for hours and hours so that they can hold on to the gaming consoles and shake. You only look like an old woman. You don't have to shake them. Uh, City move up to fifth place in the all-time most successful English clubs in history table. Uh, one on which Tottenham Hotspur also do feature, in case anyone's wondering. But what that does mean, crucially, perhaps in the context of the European Super League, is that they overtake Aston Villa. <laughs> so well done, everybody. Um, they've also won 57 of all their major trophies, obviously, in the last 10 years and just a hell of a lot of the trophies in the most recent years. They did well. They were good. They're vastly better than any other team in England. Even Can, if we had this points deduction, they'd yeah. still be bossing the league. Can they keep hold of Eric Garcia, though? No. <laughs> yeah, that was... Absolute, I mean, Pep's absolute last gasp effort to retain his services. I like, I'm sorry, Donna, I've changed. The thing I love about I'll Pep. start you next season. <laughs> the thing I love about Pep is that he get he still finds time among all this intensity to have <laughs> to really forward, weird little yeah. passion projects yes. that he's really... like. Almost like your dad really obsessed with maybe the slight alignment of some bit of DIY that he's done. Yeah. And going back to it over and over again. Pep's got that with Eric Garcia. Yeah. He said, um, Eric Garcia, right, <laughs> this is the, in a post-match interview <laughs> when they've won a, uh, a trophy. I don't even care if he was asked directly about it. He could have just said, look, this is a day for celebrating a cup win. We're really pleased. It's been a difficult yeah. season. He said, Eric Garcia is one of my favourite players. I would love to have 15 Eric Garcias. He's not on the bench because I think he's going to move to Barcelona. I mean... If he's not on the bench, you haven't picked him for months. No, exactly. So what, yeah. what, what's what's going on? It's it's weird. Put him in starting berth. PSG. It's it's like red all over again. Like, yeah, it is. Fifty. It's a bit disrespectful. Fifteen of that. You know, you got some quite <laughs> high quality players. You'd have thought. Mm. Get a mention for Phil Foden. Uh, it's yeah. Carl Walker obviously getting his seventh major trophy since leaving Spurs uh, to go to Manchester City at twenty-seven, and of course questions. This is clearly the sort of game that makes lots of people ask about Harry Kane. But isn't, isn't that a really interesting stat, Rikar Walker? Because it also relates directly to Phil Foden as well, who's also won, I think, seven trophies and he's 20. Yeah. So it works for both. Listen, if you buy into Pep's, um, Pep's kind of uh, formulas, it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm. I think anyone in this office could go to Pep now, at whatever age you're at, <laughs> and, and get improved. Play a contribution, yeah. make a contribution. Yeah, and I really a agree with that. But that yeah. probably is true, isn't it? Um, and of course, I haven't talked about the fact that Emery Laporte could have been off, and I appreciate oh, yeah. how time works. And I get that if he gets carded for the first, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, guys, but the, there was a mistake on the the graphics. Made a mistake. Mm. Whoever it was doing the graphics was so convinced that the first was a yellow, they just put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Is it any better than VAR? <laughs> it's just some like worky. Even the graphics guy can see it. It's a second. Yeah, amazing. So anyway, yeah. but I, you know, obviously the argument. I, I tweeted it and got a whole lot of aggro, obviously, but um, it, it was more like an impotent howl of rage from me. But uh, <coughs> that he shouldn't have been on the pitch to to make, yeah. to yeah. make that win. Reggie, Reggie but, was going in quite hard as well. Oh, was, fucking hell! Yeah, what was going on with him? <laughs> but um, the point, of course, is that if he makes a foul earlier and gets the yellow, then he presumably mm. doesn't make the second one. But it's still. 
is a but then presumably Lucas really, Moura scores sorry it frustrates football fans <laughs> madly I, I, it really pisses me off and it's my team that happens too it seems to happen all the time players who shouldn't be on the pitch score I know it's weird and maybe he would have adjusted his, his um, decisions but actually but maybe we would have been 1-0 up but it wouldn't but actually it doesn't actually matter because if he the type of second yellow he might have taken the second yellow anyway the point being it affects the game and you can argue from the Man City point of view that Laporte might have made different decisions well he might not have made different decisions yeah. it, might have, it might have really Spurs might have been able to really exploit mm. it yeah. he might have defended in a completely different way put himself in different positions and made different decisions because he knew he was on a yellow card yes, that's exactly. the whole point of that's a yellow card that's the whole card. point of a yellow so, card so it, um, it, it, it's something I think Spurs can be aggrieved about I didn't think Paul Tierney refereed the game very well actually overall but he's getting hammered in commentary though which I don't really like either yeah but he can't hear that <laughs> but you know what that Imagine does that. to the people watching. You, know, you know, that kind of riles people up even more sometimes. It does, but I, I like mm. to think I could be slightly dispassionate about that. I just, I just thought he, he seemed, it's his first ever cup final, I think, and mm. he seemed to be a little bit all over the place. But I mean, look, it's, it's obviously not easy. Uh, I understand that it's, it's difficult to be a ref, particularly these days. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was particularly frustrating from Spurs' point of view, but it happens. Oh, thanks. I feel a bit nurtured. <laughs> you got nothing comforting to say. You weren't expecting to come uh, in with me and Peter to be nurtured today. No, but yeah. I do actually feel all right. Like, regardless as being that little packet of um, plant food you get with some flowers. <laughs> there you go. Let's pour it in your water. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think that's probably toxic but to yeah. humans. Um, they, ma- they managed a better trophy lift than uh, Stephen Naismith when Hearts won the Scottish Championship this weekend. They did, did not want to be there. <laughs> that was cute. Even the way he held the trophy. I don't look it up online if you haven't seen it. It's very like... Uncomfortable. You know, he, he picked it up like he was knew he was going to get a static shock from it. Yes. Didn't he? <laughs> Good. Like, from a distance, just got to get this over with. They did not want to be anywhere near that, that, that trophy. And I think, as Marcus would probably say, they're an illustrious club hearts. They don't want to be in the second tier. That's probably why. They're probably a bit embarrassed. Mm. Are they like, I shouldn't be near this? Yeah. But yeah. they are, because it's their own fault. Yeah. So right. own it. Sort yeah. it out. Go yeah, into Marcus. them. Why not? Yeah. All right. Um, there were some other games of football, I think, at the weekend. Uh, Wolves, bloody hell, lost to Burnley 4 0. Chris Wood with the first and the second there. and the third. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, can, you can take your full glory in the approved Betway yes, section right, later, sorry. but if you want to take a little bit of a little bit of teaser, you can do it now. If you Come want on, to. I have to, you know. Give me a bit of. Look, that's that's it, my plant food. The way, isn't that, he, it? The, way that, the way that Wood hey, took give it. Give some more plant food. <laughs> the way that Wood took it, he clearly heard you, and he made that made that all himself. So yeah. well done him. It yeah. was bloody good goal. Wasn't He's it? a very agricultural footballer at times. That player, and I enjoy so, him immensely. What his record is? Ama- his record's amazing. His record's amazing. Mo Salah, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, Alexandra Lacazette, Youngman Son, and Chris Wood for a fourth consecutive season into double, double figures, figures for yeah. Premier League goals. I was really surprised Good. when I saw that. It's an amazing effort, especially when put into the context of the fact that Burnley don't... I mean, Burnley almost make a, a, a kind of attribute over not scoring many goals. I mean, they've scored, they've scored just 30 goals this season. They consistently score fewer than a goal a game. Mm. So put that in perspective. Oh, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> and he's from New Zealand. Absolute backwater. <laughs> Who does in he terms of football. Kick about, yeah. kick about against. No one knows. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was a brilliant performance from, from Burnley. I mean, Wolves, frankly, lucky not to concede before the 15th minute. I think it should have been more, Kate. I, th- I, think mm. they, I mean, they had a goal narrowly disallowed for offside from yeah. Vidra, who was all over the place, buzzing all over the place. And uh, it was just a, a half a boot offside, one of those really annoying VAR ones that looked okay in real time. Um, should have been more than four. Walls were absolutely terrible, astonishingly bad. Connor Cody's doing a single-handed job of trying to talk me out of bigging him up for the England squad. Mm. Um, they looked like a team who was so passive. They, they, they were the dictionary definition of a team who know they're not going to finish in the European places, who know they're not going to be relegated, and um, are just, I guess, suffering the kind of ill effects of... of you know, I don't know, familiarity breeding contempt or whatever, but they were so <laughs> passive. It was it was incredible to me how passive they were. Yeah. Not, not even the the first or second or third goals snapped them out of it. Yeah. Especially given that um, they lose losing three 0 at home. With respect to Burnley, if the fans had been in the stadium, you imagine that they got absolute pelters and might have shown a bit. But it was so bad. It was it was really really bad. Mm. I don't think it should pass. Um, comment of how, how really poor they were. Because I feel as though we've tried to explain what's happened to Wolves this season a few times on this podcast and I don't feel... I'd actually be interested uh, to hear from Wolves fans, to be honest, shirtfootballramble.com, because I can't understand how that team from last season has become this team from last this season and I don't... I obviously know about the mitigating factors in terms of those extreme injuries and the fact, you know, you've got a teenager who's your sort of... Uh, Fabio Silva, who's your striker, where your goals are supposed to come mm. from. I mean, there's, there's 
there's no way they were hoping to rely on him for goals this season. Um, but Nuno is, you know, has been a brilliant coach, has created a sense of unity within Wolves that people have really praised. And I just... Pete, I just can't explain it. Get him in. Get him in at Spurs. I'll fix <laughs> yeah, that. That's what you want. <laughs> I, sp- I suppose I've got <clears throat> Johnny, Neto, Moutinho and Jimenez out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that would decimate any side, really, if, if you're, you're going to rely on those players. They're just yeah. very spotty. And, and I understand, you do understand why, but it's just, it, the, I think the manner of this defeat was just so baffling. Um, and, it, and I guess it will sort of um, obviously, obviously probably spur them into spending a bit of money in the, in the summer. I reckon they might buy some more Portuguese players. Yeah. It's been, it's proved a good transfer policy. Will they run out of Portuguese players at some point? Yeah, I imagine so. The demand is so high (laughs) that maybe the supplier run out. I'll tell you what, if if a load of Portuguese players got caught on that cargo ship in the Suez Canal, Wolves would be absolutely (laughs) even more fun. Uh, No supply. I used to work for a company where all of the cameramen were Portuguese. Right. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if that's, it's just like your mates, and then he says, oh, I've got a job. So oh, they all know. start, yeah, yeah. is it a bit point. like that? They that's, start chatting to each other. That's a really the, interesting angle. Are the visas cheaper? I don't know. Is that, where were they? Have they got a particularly good eye for a sh- camera shot? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. They seem fine. No, <laughs> I'd love to have a little Portuguese community listen to this show. Like they have at Wolves. Because if you go, if you go to Wolves, so if you go to Wolverhampton, yes. there's like little Portuguese cafes popping up and stuff. Nice. And everything going on. It's really cool. Beautiful. It's really good. Well, uh, Burnley outran Wolves by six kilometres as well. If you need any kind of stats to explain. Again, a sort they... of stat that really pisses off a fan, that. Yeah. <laughs> just run in circles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the big... <laughs> yeah. at least run on the spot. Looking like you're tired. Run yeah. your mouth off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connor Cody does, but he didn't seem to actually mm. play uh, like he was. And that's also fun for Burnley, I guess. Biggest margin of victory in a top flight away game since 1965. Good for them. Most enjoyable was them trying to keep it in the corner at 4-0 up in the 88th <laughs> minute. Keep it tight, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of mentality that we need to see from those guys. All right, I think it's time for a break. We lasted through that. I've survived. <laughs> Just about. You're still here. <laughs> see you after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. You'll be glad he's not defending a corner kick. You can hardly hear yourself. I'm sorry, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Who was that from? That was war. Um, it was a cup match, I want to say. Can't remember which teams were involved, but they had to stop the match because of the fireworks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, I remember. It sounded like someone was clattering against some like corrugated iron. Yeah. I didn't know it was fireworks. There's something very evocative uh, about um, people <laughs> kicking corrugated iron at the football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know that when they make... Um, when they create soundscapes and stuff for movies. They're mm. not always using the sounds you think they're using. Right? Yeah. So for example, they use frying bacon for rain, don't they, stuff? Oh, I didn't uh, know okay, that. Right, it yeah. sounds much nice. more... Rainy. It's like rain dialed up to 10 kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder whether there's something going on there because in your mind, if you didn't know the context, that did sound like someone banging around, clattering on. Yeah. Clattering on. Clattering on. As your favourite Custis would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, in that case, it was fireworks. Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I guess it's like also in food... Food photos. Yeah, it's all painted, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's all painted yeah. on. Apparently, apparently the um, yeah, castor oil. No, or is it a, engine oil? Engine oil oh, for uh, for pancake. Um, is it really? Syrup. Yeah, that so, could be greasy. So I heard cream is white paint. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that would work. Oh, go. that Next. makes it sound absolutely disgusting, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the football ramble, guys. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us. I think it's time to get to the Betway Four to score updates. Glory for you. I mean, Spurs aside, this is a glorious weekend for you. Mm. Yeah, I did win. I did, Pete, I don't know if you heard, I did also win Luke's game on Friday. Yeah. 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 There was a lot yeah. of scandal about that. A lot of, lot of scandal. I saw the yeah. Twitter fallout. Yeah, Jim hasn't um, submitted a, cam- uh, a um, complaint though. So, He's surprisingly uh, laid back about it. Well, stay, Jim, Jim fell in a canal at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how laid back he is. Was it a canal with water in it? Because otherwise he'd be a dead Jim. You'd rather there be water in it. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's worse than that. He's dead, Jim. I've got a friend who's got a phobia of empty swimming pools for exactly that reason. Yes. Right. Is it not have a term? I feel like you've said this before. Does it not have might a term? Have, might have a term, yeah. People should email in and tell me. I don't know what it is. But it, I think it's to do with the fact that... Listeners sh- are going to be busy this week, aren't they? You need to tell us why Wolves can't play, yeah. why are Burnley good? Soundscapes. Soundscapes. Painted food photos and empty swimming pool phobia. I think it's to do... The root of it is to do with the surprise you see when you see the deep end <gasps> and how deep it is without yeah. water yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. anyway, sorry about that. Carry on. That's all right. You're just trying to get a bit of my reflected glory. Yeah. Entry to Betway's Four to Score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's Four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. I would be cleaning up with that 50 grand if it wasn't for my colleagues. Uh, <laughs> game one, Wolves v Burnley. As we know, Chris Wood was my choice. Chris Wood was the scorer. There was a bit of drama as well because you were very close to saying no goal scorer. I know. Well, I feel like a bit of a mug about that now but I like how Chris Wood really hammered this home with that yeah. first half hat trick uh, game two leads against Manchester United Jim picked Marcus Rashford he did so well last week both Jim and Marcus I guess yeah. uh, but the result was no goal scorer what the <laughs> fuck so, yeah. am I allowed to swear on this yeah bit? you can do it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, game three Aston Villa West Brom uh, Andy picked by Dianya the result was Anwar El Ghazi a uh, bit of a sad one for West Brom this because that late strike from Keenan Davis uh, denied them a vital victory 2-2 the final score in that one and then tonight no, it's all fine because big sounds that they need to win five at their last six so they just need the last five now. yeah they've got five left it's perfect fine. it's all part of the plan Fine, good. Yeah, yeah. Leicester against Crystal Palace is tonight, so we don't know whether Luke is going to get his Jamie Vardy pick, but I th- I feel good about it. Well, about six or seven minutes past eight when Jamie Vardy gets the first goal, I'll give you a call. Yeah, I know, say, well, I know that. And I'll say to you, Kate, I'll say to you, Kate... <laughs> we need it, to leave these mugs behind. If it wasn't for our colleagues, <laughs> we'd be a lot better off. <laughs> we'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this Friday. Don't miss it. All right, time for some emails. It's Kate, Jules, Jim or Vish, Marcus, Luke or Peter Tid. And he might just read up one in show at football. Point at me. <laughs> Email show at footballramble.com. Sven. I like the uh, Pete bit. Sven. Oh, I like <laughs> Are you I upset like with, with Sean Fitzgerald? For no, because it's so smooth and it is, isn't it? kind of... It makes Classical. it sound like a compliment, doesn't it? Yeah. It's nice to get a nice part of the conversation. Yeah. How's it Tons of Tank Engine? Uh, we asked you for some ideas for punishments for the Breakaway 6 on Twitter. Uh, here are a few of our favourites from Robert Knudsen. Put the chairman in a Big Brother house, subject them to a Japanese game show challenge or multiple Japanese game show challenges, distribute the profits among the other 14 clubs. The profits? 
From what? <laughs> the profits. Well, people, from... Other, other people phoning in to the phone line That's profits. very lucrative, isn't it? Isn't that how they get get I all the cash so. in on those sort of games? I feel sad we've overlooked that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Japanese games seem to be someone doing a challenge and then like a board of like uh, uh, pop stars going, oh, really? Oh, Sagoine. In my mind, they're doing things that they would do on a British challenge, uh, game show challenge, but they're getting like electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, pretty Does much. that happen? Like Is the that end true? of Eric Andre show where they just electrocute rappers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just like it's it's British game show challenges dialed up to fifty, right? Mm. Sometimes with electricity, yeah, and sometimes with someone just coming in with a big hand and bit slapping of, them in bit the head. Takeshi's Castle, yes. Well, there you is go. that a specific example? The electricity thing. Oh, no, on my notes, I've got ask Pete more about Japanese game shows. Right. So I can't help you. Is that a specific thing? About electricity. Uh, look, electricity can be uh, used for fair means or foul, Kiss, <laughs> as you well know. It is by its very nature. Very nature. Uh, uh, agnostic. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't give any fear or favour to anyone. Okay. <laughs> Just get on with it. <laughs> Will Terry says, John Anarisa and Julian Dix practising free kicks for a week and the chairman have to be a six-man wall <laughs> <laughs> No lying I mean, down. I don't really understand Will Terry's rationale here. What do you mean? To in... hurt them in the face. Well, Julian Dix is 52 years old. Oh, I assume... He'd still have I a assume... boot on him, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he? I assume he's imagining a playing age. Do you no, but it's it? a really nice kind of playful, almost childish idea of who can kick the ball the hardest still <laughs> because they once were able to get the ball hard. You know what we should do? We should get that guy who claimed to have been able to kick a floater to smash a window. window, window Mercedes, yeah. good idea. That's Absolutely. who we need doing that. Because... That's a good window as well, Mercedes. I, don't got to, I, I didn't No one that. believes it. I was but... fuming about that at the time <laughs> and no one backed me up. I wanted to pull the guy over the coals about that. <laughs> I wanted to take him. Well, I want him to take these free kicks. If he can break a Mercedes Benz window of a shoot five, yeah, slash penny floater mm. he yeah. should be doing this job yeah he, should. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. absolutely should and David Fleming says make them play in vests and Y fronts although that's punishing the players which I'm not sure about that well, a lot of yeah. what does he mean of, the chairman well, a lot of like players who are bad in training they get given like the stinky kit don't they yeah, or the Brazil like, bants or the, Brazil, yeah, yeah. Or the leopard we print trousers yeah. we had a tracksuit unit never got washed mm. yeah what, um, do, can you still buy Y fronts Oh, I see. Yeah, I think so. so. You, like, can, you can get like, all sorts. You can get all sorts of pants. Is it, get down Prowler website. In, uh, I don't home. think Prowler. They yeah, they, wife fronts, do they? Yeah, they would be like sexy wife fronts that, that bring everything. To I the know floor. no other what's kind. A, what's a sexy wife front? Are you <laughs> saying it's like got a, a bit of cushioning or something? No, it just kind Tighter. of pushes everything to the front. It, it pushes it's, everything it's, to the. Fr- is that the point of wife fronts? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Takes them away from the legs. No, no, wife fronts have got that because they've got a flap there where you can open it up to go to the toilet. That's right. the point of it. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, is that I'm the just, same I'm as just... boxes? Sorry, guys. No, boxes uh, yeah, are long. Yeah, kind box, of, yeah. No, but bo- as in boxes, boxes have, have that a little fly, yeah. tucky Yeah, they have a fly, bit. yeah. That's what I was looking for, a fly. But why fronts are kind of like a, a, a kind of high-cut pants, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Which... High, high, really? Is it for VPL, maybe? White maybe. Or, for men. <laughs> Walter White in Breaking Bad. Yes. First season. Yes. That's your, that's your standard you. Commodore yeah, yeah, Garden nice. Y-front. Clearly, I haven't seen that. Actually, I did try and watch Breaking Bad, but I found it too stressful. Did anyone tell you it's not a documentary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People keep telling me to watch yeah. it, but yeah, I don't I don't need more stress in my life. Mm. Uh email in show at footballramble.com, tweet us at football ramble, like Will, Robert, and David have done. Um and yeah, as Luke says, we've got a whole list of a raft of things we need you to explain to us and tell us about yeah. uh in the next day or so would be great. Get on it. Thanks. Uh now we're getting to Liverpool against Newcastle, another example of us, the elite of Europe managing to absolutely <laughs> muller the pathetic little weaklings of Liverpool from, from the rest of, <laughs> from the rest of their league uh, it was 1-1 the final score an absolute blinder from Joe Willock on 96 minutes again how important has this loan signing been oh my god like, it, it, last three or four games all been result changing kind of uh, goals incredible like, yeah what a, is he popular among the faithful Pete He's earned he's eight points in four games. Yeah, 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 definitely. He's having a lovely time. Absolutely he's just, brilliant. Just, because that should be John Joe Shelby's job, arriving late and whacking it in the net. But oh, he, he just, arrives just late. Too, no, he, no, arrives he arrives late. late. No, pro- he's oh, arriving he arrives late. now. <laughs> he's just got into the box now. Regular uh, listeners to the Football Ramble will have noticed that a positive thing about Newcastle was just said, so yeah. he has also counteracted it by negging one of his own players. John Correct. Jo- Correct. John Joe Shelby's <laughs> arriving into the box right now like a fucking meerkat <laughs> coming out of the prairie, uh, looking around for danger. Salah's goal was great in the... Oh, Third brilliant. minute as well, wasn't yeah. it? Turn brilliant. his shot, lovely. And uh, but then after that, it's pretty pretty wasteful. But yeah, I mean, 
Bravs was having a, one of his uh, more uh, more worldy like games, just taking the ball off everyone on stores. But, uh, but isn't it funny how Newcastle have always had quite good goalkeepers? This is mad. Yeah, absolutely mad. From like it doesn't like. From, I can't think of a bad one. really. No. Lionel Perez, the one who yeah, played for Sunderland. Back, that's <laughs> a long back. time yeah, I know, ago. Yeah. I know. Mike Hooper was a bit shit. Yeah, but they've they've always seemed to be able to. They've always had an absolute. They've always had like two or three well, excellent keepers. You at know what they say? Um, smooth seas don't make for good sailors. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of practice. But Newcastle were just passengers most of the game, and 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 I, I thought um, Fabinho should have been sent off for one of the shittest uh, professional fouls. I'm so tired of that oh, crap, especially the, the speed at which football is played nowadays. You cannot get. Away with that! Just, just running into the player. It's just yeah. absolute crap. So, so Michael Cox um, has, has, has passionately argued for those kind of. I know you're not talking about specifically this, but that, like this kind of breakaway foul, yeah, where you stop an attack, and it could be like a three on two, but it's on the halfway line. Yes, you get out of jail because there's always a covering defender. Michael Cox argued that should be a red. Yeah. No, so, I agree. I, I think it should be. That would I mean, change I the think game the massively. two of us over here are united in this. Too. Right. It's not, it's <laughs> not football. And it was everything you need to know about Liverpool this season. Just just low energy in it, with a system that, that requires a hell of a lot more. There was a lovely uh, moment where uh, uh, somebody tweeted Alison Maximan saying, can you come to Liverpool? And Mane goes the other way. And Alison Maximan replied saying, I know you think it's a nice message to me, but I don't like this. Be respectful to him, please. You are ungrateful. He did, and he's doing a lot for Liverpool. There's still a long way before I could reach his level. <laughs> He's wow. so wholesome. That's really nice. ASM. What a nice Love thing him. to say. I'll just, I'll just mute, mute and move on. <laughs> God's work there. Love You've it. run out of people to mute, though, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a lot of people on Twitter, Kate. Yeah, that's such true. a quiet room. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> me. Me For me, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what these footballs are winning about. Yeah. <laughs> no one's said anything. <laughs> yeah. um, I did think, I, you, one of you guys alluded to it, I forget who, but I, I thought that Salah's goal was so good. It was just, and, and I think we got to the situation now maybe where we're almost a little bit, um, not blind, but a little bit like, like just used to Salah now, mm. and 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 he's not really having a season that anyone will will say, oh, do you remember that season he had twenty twenty one? Because of the reasons that Liverpool haven't been that great, and because he's had Salah's had better seasons before. But actually, I mean, he scored twenty goals in the league this season. Mm. You put that in perspective. Jeez. Michael Owen never scored twenty Premier League goals in a season. So that, do he, you mention him because he was saying that Salah's not a nat- natural finisher? I didn't know he said that, but and, I'm not... and also Sadio Mane. Well, I didn't know he said that, but what I do know is that Michael Owen played up front for Liverpool and is you know, quite highly rated and, and you know, is, is obviously part of the uh, football conversation these days. But I'm not trying to neg Michael Owen. I'm just saying that Salah's got 31 goals um, for club and country in all competitions this season. And he's re- having a relatively quiet season in How terms of column inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has he got a point, though? Because, I don't know, just specifically from this game, and I'm sure he doesn't... He's not absolutely dead cert to finish every time, Mo Salah. You don't... Um, I don't know. I don't know if I... Well, I don't, I, first of all, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think, I think he... I think he is a pretty good finisher. I mean, I wouldn't say he's the... He's the, the best finisher I've ever seen or anything like that. And yeah, there, are, there are certainly other better natural finishers than him. But I mean, you don't. I, I, I'm a bit cynical about the idea that you get as many goals as he's got, Mm-mm. in even in a good team, and go, okay, he's not a natural finisher. I mean, mm. he scored 44 goals in his first season at Liverpool. Yeah, that was mad. It's incredible, and he scored 100, apparently 123 goals in all competitions for Liverpool in four seasons. It feels like a little bit like being a little bit needlessly negative about him. <laughs> Say, well, yeah, he's getting natural finish. Like, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Did the ball naturally go into the net? It's in the fucking net. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it all does mean, the fact that they didn't manage to see that one out Liverpool is that with five games to play, their Champions League qualification really is shaky again. I know we've been yeah. backwards and forwards about whether it is or not and Liverpool will probably come through. I guess we all, st- I don't know, Pete, I, I suppose I still think perhaps they'll come through, but they're four points off Chelsea who are in fourth, five games to play. They, they look very ordinary, a very ordinary side at the moment. I, I wouldn't bet against them uh, sitting outside the uh, the top four, and that would be incredibly amusing. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the key is, though, at the time of recording, we've got Leicester to play tonight, right? If you think Leicester are going to win tonight, at home to Crystal Palace, they probably should. They have been a little bit unreliable, Leicester. They've lost two of their last three. If Leicester win tonight, though, they are, I think, seven points clear of fifth with five games left. What you're effectively saying is there's one spot left for Champions League. Yeah. And it's the fourth spot. Yeah. And they got a bat- Liverpool got a battle with Chelsea, West Ham, um, you know, probably not Tottenham, but certainly Chelsea and West Ham. 
West Ham look like they're going to fall away. So it's between Liverpool and Chelsea. I'm gutted for West Ham. Uh, the injuries. It's their own fucking the, fault. Know, it's their what? own fault. Is it? What, what? getting injured? But they, but they got themselves in that position. Injuries at this time of the season are par for the yeah, course. But, so but they goes. have got an astonishing amount. They have Wait, got a sorry. Lot. What are you saying? It's their fault that they got themselves into this position of being high up and competing. And, and it's still in their hands. And it was in their hands two and a half weeks ago. Mm. And they lost two games in a row. And they lost to Newcastle United, which they shouldn't have lost. And they lost at home to Chelsea. They, they've, got, they've got five games left. One of them's Burnley, one of them's Everton, Brighton, West Brom and Southampton. If they don't, if they don't stay in the top four with that run in, it's their own fault. Yeah, that's true. All right, then. Fair enough. Probably they will then. Maybe it's, maybe it's going to be them. I know I said Chelsea. it very aggressively, but, but I really <laughs> do believe... Off. I really do believe, trying to put myself in the mind of a West Ham fan, if you have a season this good, mm. we have to accept that... You want to get something along. out of it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of, I, course. I, of course, we get that, yeah. And this one, as we say, is the, another example of the European elite not necessarily being able to win by fair means in proper combat. Uh, <laughs> Klopp had to... And of course... You know, we feel bad for these managers and these players having to speak about something in which they weren't really involved. But, you know, he made several points in his uh, pre-match programme notes talking about the European Super League. He said, um, I've seen the pictures over the last few days, last night at Arsenal, who we're just going to come on to, uh, Chelsea as well. I really think you all have to calm down. We're still in a pandemic. The people, they learned their lessons 100%. So let's just relax a little bit. We have to carry on. That's always what we have to do. Not sure about that, Jürgen, to be honest. I guess the point he's trying to make is about is about social distancing and COVID and things yeah. like this. He's talking about the fan protests. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I okay. didn't really see why this was such a a, um, a kind of inflammatory thing to say necessarily. It seemed fairly sensible to me. Mm. You think he's specifically speaking about the protests? I, do, I guess yeah. people are extrapolating out to say just chill out, it's fixed. Whereas yeah, I there think are no problems in the world, right? Okay, but yeah, no yeah. one, no one really thinks that this European Super League, you know, especially based on some of the chat that Florentino Perez has been coming out with, no one really thinks that European Super League is gone and dead. Yeah, I kind of understand why we have to partly listen to Florentino Perez because of his position, but I'm not sure necessarily we need to worry too much about him. And, he and, and his, and his he says the clubs cannot leave. Yeah, he's, he's, he's they gone, cannot leave him. He's gone. He's gone <laughs> straight down the Mekong. He's gone totally native. And I, I, I understand. I, I need to rephrase what I said. I understand wanting to be worried about. I mean, he, he runs one of the biggest clubs in the world. I get that. But this ship has sailed now, and everyone around I the world knows it apart from him. So look, he can stand in but the building and say it's all rebrand? fine. No, because because the, 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 I think that the, the the wind has changed a little bit, and I think that even this new Champions League thing. Um, with these hierarchical coefficient team places and stuff. I, I have a feeling that's probably going to change as well. Yeah, well, Alexander Seferin's been talking a lot to, to the media in recent days, of course, because he in the biggest week of his of his life, uh, UEFA president, and he's he said that he was interested in looking... I mean, I don't know if he's just saying that to be the good guy. What do you think? Yeah, he said he was looking at getting those two spots that would ensure that these, yeah. these old, I, the old, whatever, powerful teams are always in the Champions League. He said he's interested in looking at that again. Yeah, I saw Seferin getting uh, interviewed on being Sports and he had behind him on his uh, shelf he a had like lo- money. <laughs> he had loads of uh, uh, sort of Champions League level football team shirts oh. like you know um, Ronaldo Kaka like you know big ones but they're all in tubes oh right I've never seen a football shirt in mean? tubes like it was like rolled up in a tube so you could see you could make out like there was a Lukaku um, uh, Milan shirt but they, but, but they're in tubes so was the number on this front part you could of the just tube, see so the number like you could can. just see the yes it was like a can it was well, like if you a, press the button it would shoot up yeah it was like a doomsday prepper but like with tubes <laughs> I've got to keep my shirt it's really confusing yeah. I've never seen it like that well one place uh, that there were more fan protests that, to which Jurgen Klopp referred just then was in the Arsenal game where Arsenal lost uh, 1-0 to Everton. You've got to take the joy when you can get it, haven't you? It's the first league double for Everton over Arsenal since 1985-86 season. And get this, Everton's lost... I, can't, I haven't actually double-checked this, but I read it in a very uh, sensible and good stats place. Pete, is it Pete's place? Yes, Pete, Pete told Pete's me. It was, it was written on a receipt. Um, <laughs> Everton's last win at Arsenal came 25 years ago at Highbury. Paul Merson was in that side. In the league. Say that again. Everton's last win over win over Arsenal at, at, high, at home. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay Sorry. At away. Very different uh, sides. You would argue. Yeah. That wouldn't, make, of, that wouldn't the, be the, too surprising. But that is mad, that. isn't it? I mean, given the com- comparative bigness of the two sides, European mm. Super League offside. Yeah, and and what a goal to uh, seal it for them. <laughs> oh my goodness me! That was that was a proper throwback. That. <laughs> I was just grateful to see it. They need Steve, Steve Harper down there to yeah. teach them how to blooming 
uh, run a goalkeeping academy. So do you think there's any... I really, I really <laughs> enjoyed it because it reminded me of the 90s. Right? It was proper, like, uh, I think I said uh, Tim Flowersy sort of oh, yeah. mistake. Massimo Taibbi, yeah. that kind of thing. But, but is there any merit, you guys, in the idea that goalkeepers are expected now to start off attack so quickly yeah. they sometimes take their eye off it? Famously, I think that's what happened to Carriers in the Champions League final for Liverpool mm. against Real Madrid. Mm. They're almost concentrating on the next job. And when I said that to you, Pete, you said, yeah, because sometimes you see the ball go under a player's foot now out for a throw-in. Yeah. And you see yes, that a lot more point. than you used to, even yeah. though they've got technically better. So I think maybe they're looking past the next thing they've got to do and concentrate on the following thing. And that's why this kind of thing happens. Because there's absolutely no reason for it other than that. And it did just because I completely lost concentration, didn't it? Yeah, it's just a silly mistake from Leno. If, if you're hearing about your keeper every week, you're either... It's it's bad because they're either too busy yeah. <laughs> and your defence is shite or he's just letting in Ricks all the time. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it was not great for the team, really. Yeah. Ugh, I, just, I, anyway. I, just, I just think this season just needs to cut its losses and just go, look, <laughs> we'll have a lovely Euros. Let's just stop it now. Will we have a good Euros, do you think? No, no, we'll have a terrible Euros if we keep playing Premier League uh, elite level football. <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave the last five matches to whatever, you know. What do you think? All right, see you in a few weeks then. <laughs> um, they were also supposed to have a penalty at Arsenal, but it was disallowed by VAR. Danny Sobayos fouled by Richarlison. Nicola mm. Pepe was uh, supposed to be offside in the build-up. I don't know... I actually thought that Richardson didn't make contact with Danny Tobias, but that was a moot point. Yeah, it was all just... I, I, there, were, there were some astonishingly weird decisions over the weekend. I know my new word is astonishing, but I am astonished. Colour me astonished, people. The uh, the um, Newcastle handball, <laughs> the death in the Liverpool match as well. I, I just think there was some really poor referees. Oh, the, the, the sending off for... Um, the Balbuena sending off... Yeah. <laughs> where he cleared the ball and got sent off for it because presumably because he can't you know go against the known laws of physics you know what that one was a bit less cut and dry for me I thought it, you, I th- thought defenders throughout time have known where the player is and they know that if they put their foot right through it good chances are I'm going to leave something on the on the opposing player so I think Sometimes. there was a little bit of that what, even but that it was so, yeah I think so, and he looks at it before but well done from making contact. That's all I'm saying. Well done. I'm I, good. You should be applauded. I, what I think is that people are never now going to forget how good a clearance that was. Yeah. Right. That okay. Because yeah. the connection, <laughs> connection was unbelievable. Out of the stadium, yeah. wasn't it? And and I, I, I don't know. I understand what you mean, Pete. Sometimes I do think players are cute and they do things that referees don't necessarily pick up. And you're absolutely right to point it out. I think in this occasion. He's got to, his responsibility is he's got to clear the ball for his team. He has to. Mm. He can't do anything about it afterwards. There's literally nothing he can do. And so I feel like it's, it, it, what it also is really bad for is the optics of VAR. They're just making it really bad for themselves yeah. because oh, they're gosh. doing stupid stuff like that. There's no need for them to get involved. I feel sorry for them, um, but I feel less sorry for the game, Severe Granada game, did you see it in the La Liga, where the referee blew his whistle at 93 minutes, but he actually said there were yeah. going to be four minutes of stoppage time and 90 just four is actually not 93 yeah. so he then sent them they left and he then called them back on again oh whoops I missed a minute I mean I would have started <laughs> that one out yeah. what's your cut off I would have started I would have said I didn't mean four I meant three sorry right. if they're on okay? the coat if they're on the coat <laughs> can, you, can, can you get them back my watch is not I, I just think that's astonishing <laughs> I mean that referee's presumably going to get punished for that uh, it's supposed to be a minimum of, of, of four right so if they had just blown two and he did 93 it would have been fine they're not going to take a minute away that last minute didn't count Yeah. so that goal you scored doesn't count that's ridiculous <laughs> that is ridiculous so bad <laughs> in better news in football uh, Watford are back up to mm. the Premier League Watford and Norwich promoted already it's a, it's a Cinderella tale <laughs> yeah. during a global pandemic where no one would buy any of their players so they retained Premier League quality players <laughs> in the championship you're going to get pelters from the Hornets fans bro. hey look I don't care bring it on <laughs> bring really your stings care. in the hood, the head, you remember I took a hotelier to the um, Liverpool Watford match and it was where the Liverpool, game where Liverpool lost yeah, 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 for the first time that season. Yeah. Um, he, he he first put me a, a scan from uh, his manga that he was reading, you know, the Japanese comics. Mm. Uh, he um, And it's the school team who's trying to win against an opposition that are way better than them. And they basically name-check, we should play like Watford in that match against Liverpool. Do they? <laughs> 5-4-1 the cultural impact. Uh, the cultural <laughs> it was impact. really sweet. I'll, I'll give Watford some credit then if you guys aren't going to. They've been brilliant at home. <laughs> yeah. Don't concede many goals. Um, Great YouTubers in their they, ranks. They've, uh, yes, Great true. Yeah. They've also, I mean, it is worth pointing out that we used to talk about how much of a slog the football league was anyway before this pandemic with the truncated season. They've had to play games oh. every five days on average. Right, right? yeah. I think they've kept clean sheets in half of their games. 
Um, and the, the the new manager that came in December has done a really good job. I mean, I know they were super functional before that, but he came in, gave them a little bit more impetus, got them on the front foot, and they've done well from what I've seen. What I would say is they desperately, desperately are going to need a striker for next season yeah. um, for obvious reasons. And for they've the reasons you've mentioned, they? yeah, but from the resources you've mentioned, I don't know where they're going to get one from. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's not for them to worry about now. They need to enjoy their promotion and. Um, yeah, and Troy Deeney's pretty much a full-time pundit these days, isn't he? He's not played as much. No, he was on the, he was on the radio this morning, Troy Deeney. <laughs> He's constantly on the radio. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, you're a, yeah, if you're a, if you're a um, footballer and you are facing off against Watford, right, and you know for a fact, I know yeah, he's been injured quite a lot this season, but if you know that someone has put a camera, his own camera, in the <clears> in the net. Do you not want Would to... that weigh upon your head a little bit that you're yeah. going to be on YouTube fucking? Oh, up I thought you were going to say, oh, like you're going to try and smash it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. You would make slightly different decisions. I think it's just been, you know. So in in the fam- in the famous <laughs> um, Neville Southall book, which is part um, memoir, part goalkeeping manual, in yeah. search of perfection. Yeah, we need um, to do that. He tips he tips you off to if you're a goalkeeper, a budding young goalkeeper, mm. to not put anything at all in the net. So, because what goalkeepers used to do, they don't do it so much now, is they put a water bottle in there, yeah. or they tie a towel into the yeah. side netting. Don't do that because the deadliest strikers better hit that. <laughs> so uh, a camera that falls under that. So I, right. think, I think Ben Foster needs to speak to uh, needs to speak to Neville Neville Sulfur, Sulfur about that. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So congrats to Watford and Cisco Minoth. Um, perhaps he came in after twenty games and with no knowledge of the championship, just eleven games as a senior manager in Georgia. Left his family. Off he goes to seek his fortune. Well. Mm. Bloody good effort. It's like the much-mentioned much uh, Quantum Leap. He just jumps into a body and goes, w- where am I? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that what it is? I've got no knowledge of the championship. No so, knowledge at all. Sam from Quantum Leap in the manager for what Might for the entire time. Might ah, be. Who be. knew? Uh, playoff contenders also confirmed Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea and Barnsley. Now, if you haven't got enough football ramble noise in your ears today so far there is good news for you because there's a new episode of the book club i really now want to do that neville southall book by the way luke that's an excellent I, idea i wouldn't do that i really <laughs> really wanted it yeah. uh sadly he he's not the man who features on this one but it's a really good one for you and actually kind of perfect timing given what's been going on uh with the european super league because it is mike calvin who came on with us me and jim spoke to him he he's a winner he's a brilliant writer he's the winner of the times sports book of the year twice in a row and he's written a game, book called whose game is it anyway he talks about how he fell out of love with football again how timely um and he hopes he found it again in sort of small community clubs like accrington stanley berry and berry afc uh, so if you want to listen to that check it out on football ramble presents hope you like it sounds good yeah he's a lovely fella and i've enjoyed a lot of his books over the years so i look forward to listening to that Oh, great. great. Good stuff. Well, I've done, I've got, we've got three listeners in the bag. That's nice to know. Yeah, so I'll got, give it a listen as well. And I've got, there's three people on that episode, right? Yeah. So I've got two out of three of them that I like on there. So I'll definitely <laughs> give it a listen. That's the threshold for me. Uh, nice. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm glad we discovered that yeah. your second, the second worst Mason wasn't me <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, Guys, what a lovely morning. Thanks for, yeah, I feel quite cheered after all of that. So I hope everyone good. else does it as well. Lovely to see you. Well, look at it this way. It's only 13 years till the next final appearance. Fucking hell. So, so. <laughs> By that point, well, how old will you be then, Kate? Oh, 80. <laughs> yeah. On tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, Pete and Andy. Say goodbye, Lee. You're back, Pete. Am I? What? Why? Whoa, shall I sleep here? This is the first time Pete finds out what show you're <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Thanks for <laughs> See you later. Say goodbye, Pete. Ta-ta. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.